0: Blog Talk Radio. Greenies family, welcome to Big Mama's house. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know you weren't expecting that. I know you weren't expecting me to do it. But this is a platform for us to kind of go back to some of the positive things we had in our community. And some of the things that we need that are missing. And so when it came time, it was like, okay, National Director of Operations, what are you going to be contributing to the radio program? I was like, I am going to contribute what our community truly, truly needs. We have to go back to the whole Big Mama's idea. There's not enough people being that community mother or that community father, there's not enough places where we can speak safely, openly. Um, we have to be able to start sharing. We got to ask some questions. There's some information we need to be able to share. Um, and for those that are probably, who you may have to be 45, 40, 45, to really understand who Big Mama was. Big Mama was that person that you could speak to. She was that one that would give you the information, give it to you raw now. She didn't spare no words. She had to give it to you straight. She had to tell you, you know, you're messing up. Or she had to tell you, no, nah, that ain't no good for you. She did her best to help you with the knowledge that she had. And that's what we're going to be doing. We're, we're, And I say we because I'm not a host, I'm a co-host. I'm going to be bringing in a, a great, great sister, knowledgeable sister who is extremely uh, knowledgeable and nurturing and fills that big mama's shoes wholeheartedly because that's what we need in our community. We need those places. So let me bring her in with no hesitation. Let me see if I can get my, my big mama Makita on the phone. Greetings. Welcome to the show. Greetings, sister. Power to the people. Thank How, you for the intro. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited about this because um, you know, you and I we're in the same Panther formation. We're we're in the People's Black Panther Party, okay? And for self determination. And we are working hard to be those community servants for the community and to bring in policy and we're we're doing that. We're doing that. But we also need to create this place that we can have some real conversations about some of the things that are wrong in our community. And um, and we all have an idea as to what's not working in our community and what is. But, you know, we wanted to take some minute and talk about it a little off the cuff. You know what I'm saying? Talk about it in a way where we can create some healings, get some answers, you know, whenever you leave Big Mama's house, you usually have a plan of action. You may not like it. You know, she's going to tell you the truth, okay? You may not like how she says it. You may not like it. <laughs> you know, you may think, oh, she's just saying that. She's telling you the truth. You don't want to hear it. So we, we need to have these places in our community once again where we can sit down and have honest conversations we can sit down and call a spade a spade, even if it hurts. You know, even if you know we had good intentions, we we need to have these places and spaces. So I'm excited about it. Um, I'm also excited about bringing in that feminine energy and everything else like that. And um, in my excitement, I gotta be very honest. We have a pretty heavy topic that we're going to jump right into today. Uh, and before I even get to that, I want to let everybody know this is the People's Black Panther Party radio program. We do this every Sunday. Um, and, and what I love about the radio program is so diverse. So whether it's myself, whether it's our uh, chief of staff Brother war, whether it's the national chairman, Yanga, we are getting uh, a lot of different types of information out. All for our people, all for the, all for our black people, all for the people in the party, all for the people that are trying to do something positive, all the people that want to explore self-determination, all the people that are really trying to grow and build. This becomes your party. That's why it's the people's party, okay? And so when we have conversations, they're really conversations. You're welcome to join us. You press 1. That lets us know, hey, you want to join in the conversation, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about it. We're not going to yell about it. Now, everybody knows the Big Mama's house. they have some rules. We're not going to use profanity, okay? Because we want because this is Big Mama's house. That means there's probably some kids running around. It's okay. We're not going to use profanity. We're we're, we're going to really we can talk. We're all intelligent. We can come up with some other words. <clears throat> we can talk about anything that you want to. Let's keep it clean, though, okay? So, Kissy, um, do you want to introduce the the real heavy topic that we, we're going to be trying to dig into?
1: Mental wellness, in order to promote healing within our communities,
0: in order for
1: us to facilitate true change, and to Work on all the things that we have to work on in our community. We have to do mm-hmm. some internal soul searching. We need to build mm-hmm. up our support system. There are resources available to us, and we really need to work on that self forgiveness for not getting it right the first time. <clears mm-hmm. <clears <throat> mm-hmm. And that I is say. the most part for anyone to do. You know, you can forgive mm-hmm. other people when they are um, wrong. When it's time to turn that mirror on yourself and say, "Let me forgive myself for not moving as quickly as I should have, or not recognizing these signs for what they were," it's not the end of the world. As long as you woke up, mm-hmm. that means you got a chance for another, another opportunity to get it right. So, mm-hmm. um, with mm-hmm. us focusing on this wellness, I think specifically you referenced depression, and um, there yeah, are a few other things that people that. really. Yeah, if people really knew what some of these terms meant, they would not joke about them and they would not allow their children to mm-hmm. joke about. Mhm.
0: Mhm. Well, so. let me tell you what. Let me tell you about a little bit about depression, you know. And we have to start with depression because um depression is running rampant in our community. Is running rampant. We have people that are running around um with mental challenges, I'm gonna say that, and um, mm-hmm. they don't realize it. So they they're trying to fix a a toothache <laughs> with with a with an elbow brace. You fix a <laughs> with an elbow brace, okay? It's not gonna work. You still your tooth is going to be on fire, and now your elbow might start hurting, okay? You know we have to be very very clear. Depression is not just, oh, that chick crazy. You know, depression is not just, you know, oh, they moody, you know. Depression Um, um, is when, you know, you are not able to function uh, in your normal day, whatever your normal day is, you know. If you can't, if, if, if depression is affecting your work, Your ability to work, if it's affecting your ability to maintain relationships, if it's affecting your ability to um, have any level of normalcy in your life, eating, sleeping, then you have, you know, depression and you have to find ways to address that. But it's not a matter of anytime somebody's having a bad day, you're going to call it depression or bipolar. That's not it. You know, these are clinical terms. You know, so we have to really get um, we have to really get a good understanding as to what that is. All right, so Sister Makita, you're going to give us um, the clinical definition of depression.
1: Yes, pretty much. Depression is a mood disorder, but there are eight categories, and if you fall within at least five of those categories for longer than a two week period that's when you need to seek some type of professional help so you can get through it. Um, And a lot of people need to be able to define what depression looks like to them because what it may look like to one person may differ for the next person. But according to the DSM-5, these are the eight categories. That you're in a depressed mood for most of that day, nearly every day. You have markedly, um, excuse me, you have a diminished interest in any activities that would normally give you pleasure, and that's usually on a daily basis. There will be a significant weight loss because your appetite will change. There will be a slowdown in your thought processes, um, especially when it comes to physical activity. Now, we're all at an age that we should understand that a body in motion stays in motion, but when you're in that state, you become a couch potato in a lot of um, areas, okay? Fatigue, a severe loss of energy, and that's something that's going on on a daily basis. Feelings of worthlessness, excessive, inappropriate guilt, like everything, you take the blame for every single thing. Someone else can stump their toe across the across the room, and you're like, if I wouldn't have put the chair there four days ago, they wouldn't have hit their toe. That's not your fault. But when you're in that mental state of instability, you will find a way to blame yourself for someone else's actions. Uh, being very indecisive, you know, you may have a plan. You may have multiple plans, but if you're not implementing any of these plans, you're severely indecisive. And then, unfortunately, when people are in this depressed state, that's when you have that that spirit of suicide, those constant thoughts of death, and the world being without you, being a much better place. Because that, for some people, is the solution. So if you're Mm -hmm. functioning or attempting to function with more than five of those issues, you need to seek some professional help so we can get through it.
0: Mm. And And family, let me tell you something. I understand stigmatism, people stereotype i under- I know people and, and I have behavioral health background. Mama Makita has a behavioral health therapeutic background, so we both come from this area. I know people that will forego treatment just because they want uh they don't want to be labeled. This is not about labeling or non-labeling. This is about getting help, okay? that That's all this is about. There comes a time where, you know, it's more important to get the help than to care about what anybody else might think. Um, one, one thing that I really want to stress with the family is that sometimes when someone is going through depression, they may not realize it. Because a lot of those, even though there are quite a few very recognizable things that I would say, ooh, something is wrong, when you're in the middle of it, you're not thinking about that. You're not thinking, oh, maybe I've been wearing these, you know, same clothes for the past two days. You know, you're not thinking, man, I'm just so exhausted, I can't get out of this bed. You know, you're not thinking about those things but you're thinking, you know, you're not really thinking at all. And so when I am I say all this to say that someone who is in this depressed state may not recognize it, and that's where we have to come and be that family. You know, everything about this show, everything about this particular program is about family. It We at Big Mama's house, and Big Mama is going to look at you and tell you, Baby, you're not eating right. She's going to look at you and be like, well, why didn't you go hang out with your cousins? You know what I'm saying? Why why are you slouching in the house all the time? You know, you're you becoming a couch potato. What, she's going to see those signs. So because we don't have this person in our communities like we used to, we've really got to start to recognize these signs. And, and be there for somebody else who may be going through it and not realizing. Because, unfortunately, the other depression has a range, you know. And Mama Bakita explained, okay, first is this, is this. It can be a combination of these things. It's usually a combination of these things. But then at the end of that range is suicidal thoughts. And we all know that thoughts become actions. And so, in. There was a time I, I don't lie. I'm almost fifty, family. I'm almost fifty, so I can tell you I've been around. I know back in the day, back in the day, if we heard that somebody had committed suicide, we knew what color they weren't, okay? Because that just wasn't something that we did. But I'm, but now I'm telling you, we're having situations where we have people, young, old, rich, poor, doesn't matter. We're having people that are are contemplating and committing suicide. And, and when I say it doesn't matter about young, old, we have some babies. I remember maybe two years ago, I had to talk to my youngest child about suicide and suicidal thoughts to, to get a, a, a feel for him, but also to try to explain why his friend was no longer here. So we have to really do our do our part, work harder to recognize these signs. So a lot of what we're talking about tonight is, yes, it's for you, if you have these de- these depressed ideas, but it's also for you to recognize these ideas within someone else. Just to make it, I know you work in the field, but on a personal yeah. level, you know, <laughs> how how are we, you know, it is so scary to me because I can see this person is lost. They're lost in their brain. You know, what, what What? have you seen when it comes to this depression?
1: There's been such a range because you do have people that work every day and they're still depressed. They function mm-hmm. the best of their ability up within that dysfunction, you know. They get up and they mm-hmm. just go through the motions, but... They have stopped living. They're just existing, and part of the existing is going to work, going to work, going to work. Anything outside of that, nothing, nothing. Mm -hmm. And I've seen this in youth as well as some of the elders, and a large part of it is not having that support system. You know, something Mm -hmm. medical can happen. Um, The change in the household dynamics can occur. All of these things can happen, which changes that person's new reality. And here I am adjusting for this new reality, and I don't have a support system. And because I don't have Mm -hmm. a support system, I'm starting to feel worthless. And you're going through all these different emotions. And unfortunately, we're in a society that some people think it's like microwave popcorn. Let me take this pill and fix it in 30 seconds or less, when in actuality there's a whole bunch of other things you can do to work yeah. your way out of it. But it is a process, yeah. and it does take work. And this is where the yeah. village comes yeah. in, you know? We're the yeah. village, so yeah. let's do our part. And yeah. Big Mamas, I'm, I'm so loving this because this is a part of it so you can have a safe Absolutely. place so we can yeah. work through this process of healing. Because hurt people hurt people. Yes, they do. Because they don't okay. understand how to articulate that they are indeed hurt. They don't know the sources yeah. of being hurt. And even um, when the brothers had brought up the topics before, they referenced domestic violence. They uh, referenced mm-hmm. dealing with, like, here see. They referenced it a little bit, and I would like for us to go into that a little bit more too. But throughout all of this referencing, I mean, the core, they were getting to the core of certain things. And I believe with mm-hmm. this we'll be able to dissect it a little more, so people can really analyze where they are individually, where their family unit is, and where they would like to be.
0: Okay. Because we okay. Work our way How about it. this? But so we just have to put the work in. <laughs> Absolutely. How about this? Our next show that we do, we will do domestic violence. Now that's a oh my god, it's a big. Thing that affects so many people, but next week that's what we're going to do. Where we'll that next, next week. i forgive me. Next next time, Big Mama's house rolls around on the schedule. We will talk about domestic violence. We will really kind of clarify, classify, um, and 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 give more information out. So we we'll dissect that. We will spend the time kind of digging into that um, because there's so many issues. I don't want to be I don't want to be light or brief about any of them because they have such a deep impact in our family because, you know, yeah. in, in this depression piece, I've seen it. And like you said, the person basically stops living. And I've seen that. I mean, I, I have, with my eyes, they are are zombies almost. And I, what I wanted to share is that depression can come on very suddenly and you be unaware of it. It can come on gradually and you not be aware of it. You know, and and so depression is something that can be triggered, you know, and you still the person who's actually going through the depression will not know, will not be aware. And and that's the kind of stuff that gets kind of scary for me because here you have a person who is lost to the world and no one recognizes it. You know, a lot of times I'll see the mamas, oh, my gosh, struggling, going through this, going through that, and because they have to keep up with the kids, they on the outside may look okay. But look at them and and look and see, look at their eyes. You know, look at them and see they're not smiling where before when you're doing daycare drop off, she would always smile and cuddle with the kid for a second. You know, if the smile is gone, if the twinkle in her eye is gone, if if she's having a hard time expressing appropriate affection for the child. Either, you know, either she's running out before the car even stops, or if she's sitting there sobbing and boohooing harder than the kid and daycare. these are the kind of things that we family have to be aware of and know What's going on because a well timed, sister, you okay? Brothers, y'all all right? You know, a well timed shout out, a well timed check in, well check, that's what I call them, you know, will, can make such a big difference in someone's life. You know, really just being that open, platform for someone you know just that place of where that person knows that they can come and have a real conversation you know we can talk about some things this doesn't feel good this doesn't feel right let's talk about it don't internalize it to you know that degree and then I also while I got you on the phone mama I want to talk about the difference between men and women um We're always calling for equality (laughs) and we want the brothers to respect us and all this other wonderful things that we do. Um, But in full honesty, when we're talking about depression, we have to recognize that men and women experience depression differently. There's different things that the men folk are going to do that the women will do something different. So, Could you give us, you know, just a couple of examples of what it looks like when a woman is going through this depression, this depressive state?
1: Pretty much what you referenced, the twinkle is gone, the weight loss, the lack of appetite, the lack of ambition, um, where you saw this person fixing themselves up every day and being presentable. You may see them with a bonnet on forever and a day, um, wearing the same clothes for multiple days at a time. Um, I've had people come in my office and on the outside you may think one thing and next thing you know it's like I haven't showered in six days and I'm like yeah I I smell you and what can we do about (laughs) that you know oh yeah I'm honest like that I I can't (laughs) you know like yeah let's work on this and then I give homework assignments and a lot of my homework assignments are self care for women because that's the biggest issue and um, Mm -hmm. for my brothers they turn into workaholics you're out here with three, they four turn, jobs. They and were turning to workaholics. No,
0: you Absolutely. know, there's no they, family. Mm-hmm. They disconnect. Yeah. You'll be sitting there. The whole family's there in the living room, and you're out to lunch. And, I, and it's like, uh, hello, <laughs> are, you, are you going to join us on earth? And really, <laughs> brother's already left the building. He, he, he's not there <laughs> anymore. Mm-hmm. And you know it's they'll, they'll drink excessively like, Excuse me Oh yes Oh I yes, said so. drink excessively You know because yeah. They're looking for a way to escape This feeling This Depression doesn't feel good family Don't think people are doing this As an excuse Don't think that they're trying to get Your attention Don't think they're trying to be dramatic Depression does not feel good no one wants to be depressed, okay? So when you see someone that's exhibiting these signs, don't think that this is about a game or or trying to prove a point or something. Unfortunately, the point that they prove could be their life. So we have to really, really look at this seriously. We have to really be able to see, okay, this is beyond a little sad or this is beyond... You know, just moody. This is depression because you've been sitting here like in this stupor, this zombie-like state for over two weeks. You can't pull yourself yep. up at this time. We need some help. We need some help. Uh-huh. Um, tell us about the help. Okay. We
1: have national hotlines that people can call into. So that way they can find the local resources. A lot of people are like, well, I don't have money or I don't have insurance. That's what your state is for. So if you find the state resources, yeah. they're not supposed to turn you away. Um, we had right. clients that come in and they went from able-bodied, working hard, to now there's an injury, a pending disability, and they go from a nice income to zero, and that affects yeah. their mental status, and that sends them into that state of depression, not being able to care for themselves anymore. So the state agency is there for them to come in and get this wonderful quality of care without having mm-hmm. to pay a lot right then. You know, they have sliding scale mm-hmm. fees, so if you're receiving some other type of benefits, they work with you, they're not going to turn you away just because you're not in a financial position to pay for services. Um, I think it's important for us To just try to look into those resources That are there because they are there Some instances Unfortunately some people Require inpatient They need to be hospitalized for a while And get stable Because it might have been a situation Where some of this might be genetic So the fact that we're having this conversation Is showing that we're working towards Breaking some of these generational curses Let's work towards it and that means utilize all your resources that are around. Have these tough conversations yes. even when you don't want to have these tough conversations. I have a sign in my office that says just because I have a diagnosis doesn't mean that the diagnosis has me. This is just one part of who I am. Just like this mm-hmm. clinical part, this is just one part of who I am. There are so many other aspects of me. And, you know, When you put it all together, that's where you have someone that's living, that quality of life. And unfortunately, like I said, we have a lot of people that are existing. They're not living their best lives right now because, as you referenced, some don't even know that they're in that state. But we're on the outside looking in. If you see something that's off, just have a little two-second conversation.
0: That's right. Have a conversation. and Open up the door. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, we, we have to have the conversation. We have to help people be able to see that there may be something more going on than a rough day, you know, and and, and that's, that's a big part. You had mentioned um, resources from the state. Every state has it. We have got to get over the idea of um, African Americans don't do mental health. We absolutely do. You know, this this world has been harsh towards us over the last couple hundred years. Exactly. So we 100% need all the support that we do. But, you know, even you know, before, during, or after you, you reach out for help, whether you reach out for professional help or not, someone needs to know what's going on. Someone. I prefer it, too. You know, but but someone needs to know what's going on. You need to be able to have a conversation with at least one person in your life and say, I'm having a bad day. You know, I'm having some thoughts. You know, this is, you know, I thought I was okay with this situation, but I'm not. You know, so someone in your camp needs to know how critical this is, and the second that they know how critical it is, then they can start giving you, um, they can start to well-check, because I well check quite a few people. Hey, you cannot answer my phone call if you want to. I will continue to call. I will continue to write. I will continue to text, and then I'm going to show up at your house. You know, And if I have to put gas in my tank to get there, I, I'm going to be like, look, why make me come this far for a well check? That means there's something wrong. Let's talk about it. And while we talk about it, we're going to go out and get something to eat. And while we're talking about it, we're going to walk around the park. Because there's some holistic measures that you can use that help to fight depression. You know what I'm saying? So we, you know, we, we have to get our exercise in. If you notice that you don't want to move, like literally you go from the sofa to the bathroom to the bed to the sofa. No, no, no. There's something wrong, okay? You know, so some holistic measures of um, combating this depression is making sure you keep up with your daily routine of eating and sleeping, not just laying there. And, um, you know, that's one thing. Getting exercise is another thing. You've got to get your body pumping. You know, depression is not just in your head. It's also in your body, you know. So this is why we have to get our body moving so that we can begin to flush those things out, you know, watching your diet and your activities, you know, don't sit around drinking, you know, a fifth of rum, a fifth of vodka, whatever you're drinking and thinking that it's not going to make you depressed. Certain drugs and certain, you know, certain things are designed to create, um, Depression, they're designed, they're downers. And if you're already down and you're taking downers, then, you know, there there's a chance that the chemical reaction within you is can create uh, a depressive state and that you may not be able to come out of by yourself. So this is why you have to know who you are and what's going on and be informed. When you're able to
1: um, align your physical and your mental wellness, you will see a difference. You will see an improvement with your overall quality of life. I even do some of my sessions in the community. Why? I'm tired of this office, and I know you're tired of coming here. <laughs> so we can go and have lunch together and do our session. At, you know, mm-hmm. one of the local restaurants. But we can go and we can mm-hmm. walk around the park. Or I'll do home visits because there are certain clients, and I'm like, okay, you don't miss a couple of appointments. All right, I'm popping up See yep. you in a second, you know. And that way I get to assess what's going on just in case some further action is needed. But there are things mm-hmm. that we can do. Our water intake, not just our water intake, mm-hmm. our cleansing. You know, you putting all this mm-hmm. stuff in your body, it's not cleansing and getting it out. What do you think? Yeah, things mm-hmm. happen. <laughs> So if you yes. start to pay more attention to what's going on with you physically and putting yourself first with your physical needs, you can see a difference. It doesn't mean that you don't Absolutely. care about anyone else. It just means that at this point in your life, because you are a little bit off of your norm, <laughs> it just means right here, right now, mm-hmm. I need to things and focus on me. In order to be there for you, I have to take care of me. And that goes with all That's of right. You. Regardless of what your profession right. is, regardless of your level of education, regardless of all that stuff, You have self-care is important.
0: Absolutely. And those Absolutely. are the first things that
1: start to go when you're in this depressed state. Self-care care is null and void.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So all right. It's so, very I wanted to remind everybody, this is the People's Black Panther Party um, Radio. This is a conversation with the community, okay? Me me, and, sis, me and Mama Makita are heading it up, but this is a conversation. We would love for you to join the conversation. All you have to do is press 1. That lets us know, hey, I'd love to join the conversation. And, and again, it's open because we work with our community. So you can... And ask us about anything um, But you know right now We're trying to focus on the suppression thing And and so you can call Press 1 to say hello You can call uh, Press 1 to share a problem You can call and press 1 Just to get some more information on something that's already been said But I wanted to make sure To invite everyone into the conversation You press 1 That lets us know Okay um, you know, one thing you were talking about uh Mama Makita about that self-care piece. Uh, that is a big kudu to me. All right. Um a big part of self-care is having a relationship with a higher power. That helps you to really realize, you know, kind of your place in the universe. Um sometimes looking at something big picture allows you to say, "Okay, I um I, big picture in this I can make it through today I can make it through tomorrow And everything like that But one thing I want to really really mention To my peoples out there Is that Family life can be stressful Okay um, There are way too many Single mothers And single fathers Out there Struggling and trying to maintain Um one reason why we have Big Mama's house is because when back in the day, when you couldn't anymore, when you needed a second, when you needed a break, you go take the kids by Big Mama. She gonna cook a nice meal for them. You go get your head straight, and then you came back a better person, ready to be the mother, ready to do all this. Guess what? So many of us don't have this person in our life, you know. Some of us are, are forty-five years old grandparents. Forty-five, you still live your own life. You're still trying to get your stuff straight, your own self. So, in our communities, we don't have this person, trusted person in the community that can watch the kids and um, help the uh, give the parents a second for them to go do some quote unquote adulting. Okay. So it becomes a real struggle to maintain family. Now, I believe, and I have said this many times before, family is the uh, solution to everything in the African-American community. Family. If we don't get our families together, we are not going to make it. We have got to work together together at create starting with ourselves, then in our families, then in our communities. We've got to get this in order, you know, proper order. And getting this depression piece out of our lives is a big thing. Guess what family? Black women get postpartum. After having that baby, that is a a real game changer. Your whole life just got blown wide open, and I mean wide. So that is such a big deal, but in our community, they're like, yeah, yeah, so what? I got five of my own. Get with it, sister. And it don't happen like that. You know, we don't do enough with our men, folks. Lord have mercy, in, in these babies and in, in having this child. We're not incorporating them enough. They're not as um, they, they're not feeling as obligated and responsible and connected. And, and because of those reasons, they're spitting out babies left and right because they're like, look, my work is done. My work was done Friday night. What you talking about you need me to birth babies and uh, heat up bottles? And what you mean? I, I'm the Friday night special. I got my work done already. So part of this whole depression piece, you know, with extra babies and extra mouths to feed, we need more money. We need more money. It can become stressful. Stress that's unchecked can lead right into this depression piece. We've got to, got to do more as a family unit to make sure that this depression doesn't have a place to go. You know, that whether, you know, you're a single parent, whether you're married, you know, we need to have a way that we're checking and making sure This depression doesn't have a place to live in our houses, especially around our children, because now our children are getting depressed. And I don't know what someone with no bills got to be depressed about. So we've got to start family really, really looking at our surroundings and what we're having our children around, what we're bringing into our own houses. You know, we got to really check that. And this depression piece is a dead ringer for creating a quietly quietly creating other problems in the house. Do you think of no, uh, totally Mama Makita? Yeah. Okay, okay.
1: you did. I wanted to mention to you, Well, add to that, the reality is we have a serious divorce rate. You know, we have children that were born outside mm-hmm. of. The we don't have a marriage rate.
0: I hate so, to be like this, we don't have a good enough okay, marriage well. rate. We have a horrible, black women are like the last women, statistically speaking, to get married. And our divorce rate is just as high. And I'm like, we got yeah. to do better, family. We got to do better. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, sister. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, fine. That's
1: fine. Um, I think uh, another thing we have to take into consideration is when we blend families. So you Absolutely. have other children coming around, other children. So now, in this new this new unit, you know, you have to get on yeah. one accord because you can't have a baby coming out of a household that's full of depression, and that's all that they know. And then they're coming over right. here, and their the expectations are different. So it's very yeah. important that we have these hard conversations. You know, these tough conversations yeah. with our significant. Listen, you know, we we can yeah. choose. We can improve. You know, it, it, will it take work? Absolutely it's going to take work. But just like yes. with a job, you have to invest <laughs> in order to get your reward, which is that paycheck. So in order to have a better family unit, you have to do the investment. In order to have a better community, you have to do that investment. Absolutely. We really have to. Absolutely. I think we had spoken about Absolutely. that before, you know, the same way the negative things within our community can spread, the good can spread. When these babies are able to see more and more healthy relationships, more and more power couples. Mm. When they get to a mm. different level of respect, you know. When they get yeah. to see all that kind of stuff, their expectations change. You know, they that's know right. that they have to approach the situation in a certain way in order to for it to be received properly. Unfortunately, and that's probably another topic we'll have to have with dealing with social media and the media in general on how they really having these children. Thing. You can do whatever without consequences. No, baby, you can do whatever, but there are consequences, you know, and yeah. this is for the adults and for <laughs> these babies. So we, ne- we yeah. need to have those um, those types of tough conversations. And it can be aggravated. Yeah. Sometimes you don't want to, but this is where you get all these hurt people, and this is how you have hurt people yeah. hurting people, and this is how you have yeah. this baby going to school in This baby or this baby bullying this baby, and then we hear about this baby killing themselves. It's too much.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then one thing so you you, you said absolutely. One thing you said is that you know the children need positive role models. They need positive role models that look like them too. Okay, um, I'm, I'm, we can't keep going back to the um, the cleavers. Okay, <laughs> again, you got to be forty five to catch that one too, but. Um, we have to stop you have to start giving them realistic African American experiences, okay? So, you know, even though I think his name was it Seth Curry, whatever, and he's married, he he's married, has a wife and they're doing wonderful, but they're not the typical couple that we're gonna see, you know, that our children will see in their day. I mean, if you have a couple million dollars, I don't know what you have to be depressed about. But, you know, when you see mama and daddy kind of struggling, but they struggling against the world, they're not struggling against each other, you know. And so when it comes to stuff like that, it gives our children more to work with, you know. It helps them to be, you know, more confident and everything else like that. So, you know, we have to really, really start to put some things in place to where we're not afraid for our children and what they're seeing in the households, you know, because this is what's causing something that this child is experiencing somewhere between home and school is creating depression. And it's real easy to miss depression in children because children already have uh, stages in life. They already have moods and emotions. There's already a lot going on with them. You know, so it's easy to miss that depression piece, but if we, the parents, are working on keeping the depression away from us and working on keeping the the depression away from the the children, then we have something to work on. At least we have a standard of operation, you know, if we don't know what's going on because we're too busy being zombies ourselves, then how in the world can we help the baby? How can we help? Yeah, so we we each have to take a level of responsibility in this. If you are, you know, when it comes to uh, this depression piece, one of the big answers, one of the big things that you can do is have that person to speak with. Get that person tonight, you know what I'm saying? Um, I love to let people know, look, your mentor, whoever your, your, your lifeboat is, your lifeline is, they need to know that they're the lifeline, okay? That, this shouldn't be a surprise to them. You have to let them know hey, I, I really need you to be my lifeline for a minute. So that way, all your calls get absolutely answered first ring. That means can I call you late if I can't get, if I can't shake this feeling? Um, you know, that means uh, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to be there for you too when you have situations. But everyone needs to have that person that they can call to, and that person needs to know who they are in your life. Everyone needs to know what role that's expected of them because too often we hear, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know they were struggling like this. I didn't know they were this close to the edge. I didn't know they wanted to go to work and slap the ball. You know what I'm saying <laughs> whatever they do um that is negative, we have to you know begin to combat that individually, and we can it, imagine just everybody on the phone lines if you just made a decision i'm a, I'm gonna be there for somebody I wanna be there for somebody if you see somebody that's fallen off in more ways than one, they don't return phone calls um when you call them. You know they they sound down, or they're trying to blow you off real quick um is someone that is abusing substances, drinking too much, smoking too much, you know to drink and smoke is one thing, but when you're when that's all they're doing, you know it's just we have to sit back and say, "You know are you okay? please allow me allow me to be there for you. you know, are you okay?" And being there for somebody might mean, like I said, a couple of late night phone calls. Being there might mean, look, we need to go to a meeting. I've been to I you know, I'm not a drinker or a smoker, but I've been to enough meetings to know uh this is serious. But I'm the kind of I'm the kind of chick, I'm the kind of person I'll go to the meeting with you. I don't care. Whatever it takes to get this this thing free of you, I'm willing to do. And I'm not alone, you know. uh, We work in this field, but there's so much that we do outside of work, (laughs) you know. know? It's almost like we work 24-7. And that's just because that's how passionate we are about helping people, especially helping our people, our people who may not know how serious this can be.
1: Uh And one one thing you mentioned even um, about the positive role models and people seeing more people with all this wonderful melanin. Um, When Mm you go into mental health agencies and things now, there are more of us in there. (laughs) There are more of us in there. And I also tell people, let's say you get linked up with a counselor and you have not built the rapport within the first two or three sessions, you can request someone else. It's just that simple. (laughs) But... And so I've you get had the to help a few people. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're getting the help that you need. As yep. professionals, yep. we don't take it personally. If you say, you know what, nope. I, I'd rather speak to a man than you, hey, that's fine. Yep. But let me just tell yep. you what I can offer. And if you still want to leave after this session, I'll do what needs to be done to get you smoothly transitioned over to another counselor.
0: Yeah. And usually my men don't go in
1: there, But, you know, there have been times when that has come mm-hmm. up. You know, or mm-hmm. you, I've had people come to me like, this person didn't understand because of the cultural differences. Okay, absolutely, that's cool. it's okay to say that too because our reality is different. Mm-hmm. There are some commonalities, mm-hmm. but so, I'm the one like I literally had to discuss with um, another client and mm-hmm. let them understand that there are certain things that I personally can't watch on TV why because I have all these brothers I have all these grandchildren I, and this here had started to disturb my spirit so bad that I wasn't mm-hmm. able to do all the other things that I needed to do so it's not to say that I'm not informed but I had to give myself a time limit in mm-hmm. order to get the information oh, I needed yeah. and still be able to function the rest of the day because there were so many shootings and horrible things happening to the brothers and as women, yeah. we love y'all so much that we sacrifice ourselves all the time. This is what we just talking about—the self care—and that's where the depression come in because we worry about, okay, is he gonna get pulled over on the way going to work? Is he gonna make it home? And now, can he stand in the front yard with the kids without being a constant? You know, all these different things we think yeah. about this stuff, whether we have this open conversation about it or not. You know, we do think right. about that. That's why I'm so grateful for this platform where we can have this open conversation, because this is serious mm-hmm. business. So this means that as couples, as adults, we need to talk about these things, and we need to Definitely. set things in place to improve our condition. Because it's obvious that other people are not going to do it. It's nothing new. They're not going to do it. No. So if they're not going to do it. And this is what we need to do. Then this is what we need to do
0: not just for us, but for future generations. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that, this is why this is Big Mama's house. This is a house, family. We are all together in this. We are all struggling in this. this all of these topics are um, impacting our families, and that's why this radio topic, and it's so funny because we go into the... Um, the dysfunction, you know, the victim mentality on one show. We have political education on another show. And so we have all these deep, high-thinking conversations. And then we have a a place where we just need to talk. We just need a place where we can discuss these heavy topics, judgment-free. You know, we need a place where we can get some more information. How do I find out more information on um, depression? How do I, you know, I think my boyfriend got depression, and I'm scared because this individual has a gun. So so what am I supposed to do about that, you know? These are the real, very real situations that our families go through. My man is depressed, and he has a gun. Now what? What am I supposed to do? I don't want to be scared over watching him 24 hours a day, but he's off. And he's been off. Okay, we need to find out how off this is. We need to find out how we can get him back on. You know, we need to find out if we can get that gun locked up and keep it under lock and key. You know, what's the gun for? You know, we need to find out. You know, is is he um, is he uh, what is it? I don't want to say schizophrenic, but you know, is there a reason that he got this gun so close to him? You know, is he wanted by the law? You got hot boys chasing them. What, you know, these are the types of things that we really have to discuss because there are people in our community that are living with it and they don't know what to do. And that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. We, we got we got little mamas over here, you know, three, four kids by herself. She don't know what to do. She's now depressed. She's thinking irrationally. She's like, well, all I need to do is, no, little mama, no. So these are the types of things and places where we need to have these real conversations. See, this is what depression looks like in the African-American community. It looks don't look the same in everybody's community. They don't look the same. And so we need to be able that, to to have answers for that, okay? How do we handle those depressed ideas? You got to get some help. You have to recognize this is beyond you. How long has been going on? Oh, he's been like this for about two months. We need to get some help. You may have to leave for your safety. We may have to do that. You see, we we gotta have these conversations. We have had these conversations because depression is nothing to joke with. Someone that's stuck in their mind like that, it becomes a danger to himself and to his immediate community, which is first the house and then the neighborhood.
1: Yeah, that's true. So we have to be able to have Pressure these conversations. Can cause stagnation. Oh, say that again? They can cause stagnation. I said depression can cause stagnation. You can really become paralyzed with your thoughts. So if if you have to learn some affirmations and start to implement that. If you have mm-hmm. to improve your prayer life, if you have to get your mm-hmm. meditation on, things that, that that you have to do to calm and center yourself so that you can fully understand where you are. It's just, all right, this is where I'm at. I'm not going to be here forever, but this is where I'm at right now. And because mm-hmm. I don't want to be here right forever, I need to get some help. So I need to find someone to talk to. And if that person I'm yes. talking to can't help me at the level I need, then I need to seek some professional help. Yes. You know, we Isn't never got so our 48 exams, So we got to figure out other ways to get ours. So use these state right. agencies. Use these also, federal programs to, to
0: just me. get me. So yeah, also, also something that you just said, sister. You said huh. the church. I love the church. <laughs> Even though I don't go to church, I I love the church because the church was never meant to just be a religious place. In the African-American community, the church was a cornerstone of our community. I remember um, going going to college so many years ago, and we did tutoring at our local church. Um, We helped with the food drive, you know, um, with the local church. Everything was done in connection with Mount Olive in Petersburg, Virginia, um, because that was uh, that was how we disseminating information. Yep. You know, that's how we disseminated information, um, resources. That's how resources were divided out: those that had ties and those that needed came on a certain day to come digittime, you know what I'm saying. and so you know, in our community, we had churches were a part of it. and so even if you don't attend that church, there are a number of churches that will assist you either financially or have counseling programs for you um, in in beyond and beyond. some of the churches some of the churches there, still do prescribe to the old school understanding of how to get help to the masses. Yeah. So we have state organizations, we have church organizations or spiritual organizations um, that can offer counseling, offer prayer, offer um, just alternatives. So, you know, um, at this point, then it comes to identifying that there's a problem and getting the proper assistance for that problem.
1: I oh, totally agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it so, yeah, start with it is. That mirror Say that one more time, please. I said it starts with us just putting that mirror up to our face and looking at it like, okay, I'm not the same person I was a few months ago, and why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. if you're better, then you think, but if you're not, <laughs> okay, let's figure out what the problem is, you know, because sometimes Absolutely. you have to be your number one cheerleader. Yeah, I tell my clients all the time, I'm your cheerleader, but I can't pull your red wagon plus mine. I'm yeah. going to help you with some stuff. I could pull up next to you show you how to change the tire, you know. I can give you a spear mm-hmm. but you don't get to dump your whole wagon on top of mine. We're not telling you to dump right. your whole wagon on top of someone else. We're telling you to pull up and use those
0: resources so you can get a little bit further. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so important that we do this. You know, we have to um we have to do this, we have to put information out because we're trying to um strengthen our communities, okay? And again, we have to really go into the why, how, and why this is so important. Okay, we're 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 supposed a community is. In fact, I need a good definition for community. Um, but you know, this community piece that we're trying to build is based off. It's like a building blocks. Okay, so it, it's it's based off of you plus me plus the next one, plus the next one. We are only as strong as our weakest link, okay? We can have one person in our community make a horrible mistake, and then we're left to deal with the, the ramifications of that mistake. You know, unfortunately, a lot these lone shooters and all this other stuff, it's one person, one person terrorizing a community. So we have to begin to understand that this problem that we're having, you know, we have to really put some effort into solving and helping that one person. We can't no longer be like, oh, well, that's that other person's problem. It's not. Because at any moment, that can turn and be in everybody's problem real quick. So this is why we cannot just turn our back and be like, oh, let them figure that out. It's not. When you see your neighbor's house on fire, I would suggest you get the bucket and some water because your house could be next. You know, this is how we have to look at this depression piece in any mental illness. We don't know the extent that this mental illness is going to impact this person, this family. So we have to begin to push forward and to recognize when and how much it's impacting us because it is. It is. I know for me, I have a problem just having my children exposed to certain things. I don't want my children seeing everything. Okay, I got I got a definition on community. A group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. That's us, family. <laughs> we got lots of characteristics in, pro- uh, in common, and we probably have 100 characteristics. We might only fit 30. But we have enough that makes us family. And that's why I always start off this program and any program that I'm in as family, okay? I want you to understand that this is not your problem. It's our problem. We have to work together to get a, a solution in this. We have to work together to get a good understanding as to how we can build and grow with this. So, you know, when I say this is our problem, when I say welcome family, when I say this big mama's house, I really want you to feel that comfortable. I want you to sit down. I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to share with me whatever you got to share with me. You don't like me. You do like me. You know, you don't like what I'm talking about. You do like what I'm talking about. You know, we have got to get family. We have got to become more family oriented and in this way, in this wave, in this, plan and this idea of becoming family-oriented, we start the healing in our communities. We start the healing in our families. There is a time back in the day, if there was a problem with the women, uh, a woman, the women folk would get together and they would address it with her. And they didn't necessarily have to put their hands on her, but they were just like, look, this is a problem. You're not going to continue to be a problem in our community." And if you do, we're going to ask you to leave our community. There's a time, brother having a problem, having a problem with his wife, having a problem with drinking, having a problem with anything. The brothers would come, and they would say, hey, brother, I understand you're having a problem. You're here to talk about it, but you can't continue doing X, Y, and Z. We have to get back to that. So that's what we're here to do. We're here to talk about some problems. And then we as a community are going to come together And find out some solutions. We're going to come together and and make some plans. Mama, Makita, today, if you could speak to one person directly about this depression piece, what would you have to say? What would you have to offer? This too shall pass.
1: Oh. And if you work with your resources, if you improve your spiritual support system, This too shall pass, and you will be stronger. You will get to the point where you can see the forest through the trees. Right now, you can't see it, but once you get out and you're on the other side and you look back, you'll be able to say, I survived that. I have a testimony. Mm -hmm. I can now help someone else.
0: But this Mm -hmm. too shall pass. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's still the truth. That number one, that's the truth, um, eloquently said. All this other good stuff, but that's the truth. Uh, I was speaking with some young people just last week, and uh, they reported it. You know that as they were trying to become adults themselves, that they felt lost. And I and I had to say, look, that's not a young thing. That's a life thing, okay. Everyone has those moments where they become lost. They can't see the forest through the trees. They 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 feel stuck. They feel by themselves, and and everything else like that. Um, so, if I could leave the the universe with uh, some info, you know, my two cents on it, especially when it came to depression. Uh, and this reminds me of uh, a joke. Oh, I got to finish this. A joke that I heard: There's a man stranded on an island, and um, he prayed to God, you know, come help me, help me, save me. God said, okay. And then, you know, a man on a, a little dinghy showed up, and he said, hey, hey, get into my boat. He said, no, no, I'm waiting on God to save me. The God, guy's like, Are you sure? You're stranded. You're on a, des- a desert island. Are you sure? No, no. I, I'm, I'm waiting on God. He said, Okay. So the man goes back to praying. Oh, God, help me. Please help me. And then a yacht shows up. And the guy said, Come on, get in the boat. Get in the boat. He said, No, no. I'm waiting on God. He said, this is a yacht. You don't want to get on the yacht. You know, they're like, No, no. I'm waiting on God. So he goes back to praying. And finally, a helicopter showed up. He turned the helicopter away. So as he was about to die, and um, he asked God, you know, God, why, why did you come for me? What? He said, Man, I sent, I sent three messengers. What, what more do you need? You know. So I, I say that about depression. You know, depression is one of those things where if you sit there, you'd be like, no, no it got to be solved a certain way. I can't go down to the clinic. Uh, I'll get over it in a minute. You know, I just need one more drink or whatever. Um, you'll be sitting there making some of your last comments uh, to God, okay? So what I'm going to tell you to do is to jump in the dinghy, okay? If you need to, you know, there might be a yacht later down the road, but why take the chance, you know, get the help from whatever source you can as soon as possible. Don't be that man stressed out on on the island. Don't be that person by themselves struggling, not knowing up from down. So it, my my last my my little two cents to the universe is get the help that God sends you through whatever messenger it comes through and and get off that island. Don't sit there and, and and put your, allow your allow things to get worse. Don't sit there and self medicate and I say that very gently in my community, but you know, everyone knows the difference between enjoying um a little something something and using it as a crutch. You can't use it as a crutch, family. You know, we can't keep using our self medication tools hoping that the problem will go away because it doesn't make the problem go away, all right? When you when you come back down off that high, when that bottle runs out, the problem will still be there. And sometimes they're even bigger, okay? So we have to make sure that the tools that we're using, our self-medicating tools or, you know, whatever is helping us relieve stress, that we're not creating more problems as we do that, you know that would be horrible, you know we have to make sure that we're not creating more problems to the problems that we already have, and that's easy to do, family, crazy, but it's easy to do we We will do it in in two seconds, and all it does is make the problem worse. You have a problem with your chick, and you think getting another chick is going to be better. I can tell you it's not. That's not going to solve the problem. You're going to end up creating more of a problem, and it'll probably add to the depression instead of taking it away. Okay? So um, Sister Makita, Mama Makita, is there um, any additional information you wanted to leave the family with?
1: I would like to give, um, if it's okay, to give two hotlines, two twenty-four 24 24-hour hotline numbers please that can refer people local resources. The first one is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255. 1-800-273-8255. And that's the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, and they can connect you with local resources to get you assistance because for a lot of people, those moments set in at 2, 3 in the morning before some of these offices open, mm-hmm. but they can have you set up. Um, and then there's also the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 1-800-799-7233. 800-799-7233. And um, for me, this this is a personal one my spiritual support system consists of a wonderful approach family. And um, right. you can find that on social media and on the Wednesday mm-hmm. Block talk radio show. Um, and that's the 917-889-7806, 917-889-7806, and that's on Wednesdays at 8. And having that support system through some of the things that I've gone through personally and with my family, knowing that, People are genuinely there to help me through whatever crisis I may go through. Has been beyond wonderful. I, words cannot explain, and that's one of the reasons why I backed away from other organizations because I can't continue to invest in you and then in the middle of my moment or my crisis, you're not there for me whatsoever. They have been there, <laughs> hands down. Mm-hmm. They have been. So I'm very grateful for that. So the goal is to find those resources. There's an African proverb that states it takes a village to raise a child. But in order for that to happen, the village must be the village. So we That's have right. to get back to those things. And I'm grateful to That's be a right. part of the people Black Panther's Party for Self-Determination because this is my way of giving back to the village. So
0: I'm grateful Amen. to the people. Amen. That's to the people. Look, that—that's what we're talking about. We're talking about creating those types of feelings, that harmony. We—we want to build a platform for all of those other places because you'd be surprised. So many people—they have disconnects from their mama, disconnects from in the community. People, people have been let down before, and see, this is the problem. I've been hurt before. I've been let down before. Somebody wasn't there for me. And so it creates hard feelings and and emotions and lack of trust and all these other things. So this is why we had to get back on this level, okay? This is that basic right here. This is going to auntie's house, you know. Now, mama got rules, you know. <laughs> mama got rules. She got curfew and stuff. But I'm going to my auntie's, you know. I need to go to that place where I can just be free and be me and, and say what I need to say. So it has been absolutely wonderful having this particular program here tonight. Um, you know, all the love on the phone lines makes it extremely Evident and obvious that This was a much Needed conversation Let me tell you we're going to be doing this At least once a month But we're going to be coming together Taking the time out From our family To invest in this family Okay you know We've got to work together If we're going to come through this And certain people already know what this is They've been through it And that's why we're going to be pulling on everyone's expertise. You know, we're not just relying on one person because I don't think the answers are. I don't think the answers are in one person. I think the answer for our community is in our community. That's how much love, respect, um, I, I, and faith that I have in my community. I know it can happen. We just have to go back to where it was good when. <laughs> Trump said he's trying to make America great again, you know what I'm saying? And when I first heard that, I said, great for who? Where? When was America great? But there are pieces of our community that were great. There are pieces of our community that did work together, that trusted one another, that, that would use opportunities like this to, to reach out to each other and, and, and make sure that everybody has one person, wasn't left out into the cold, and we come from long lines, <laughs> long lines of family workers and and, and people that just always had a, a hot plate for you and a kind word. So you know what we're here to do is bring that old that back. That that may be old fashioned, but love is love, and you can feel it every single time that you're around it. So we're gonna build from that. We're we're going to really, really say, look, Big Mama, this is what's going on. This This is how I'm trying to fix it. You know, what advice do you have? What have you seen? And then we're going to work it out. So next show that we do, I want to see this many callers on plus because it is time for us to start having these real conversations with each other. Um, This has been the People's Black Panther Party radio program. Like, again, like I said, like Mama Makita has said, we are honored to be here to serve and to work with. We're going to be posting this program on the People's Black Panther Party's Facebook page, as well as the phone numbers that Mama Makita gave us when it comes to suicide prevention also, we're going to look at some information about uh, the different states uh, and what they have to offer and, and how to find out that information because we want to leave you with a nugget. We're going to leave you with some information that you can use tonight. Okay, We need this in place tonight. We need you to understand that this is something that you can use and call on tonight. Tonight, everybody should be reaching out to their mentor, whoever that is, whoever you have decided to trust with your thoughts and your feelings, and you need to let them know, hey, I need you to be my buddy. I'm going through some things. Even if I'm not going through things, I still need you to be my buddy. Help keep me righteous. Keep me on this right path, you know, and and not feel no way about it. This is what we're trying to do because back in the day, No matter what you needed, Big Mama had it for you, and she would get it for you. So that's what we're trying to reinstill, family, okay? We would love to hear comments, feedback. Um, If there's a particular topic that you need reached out on, please put it in uh, the People's Black Panther Party's Facebook page. Put it there. Let us know what's going on in the community. That's who we are. We're here to serve you. So let us know what's going on in your community. We got domestic violence coming up next month. Hot, heavy topic, but we got to do it. We have to say the word. We have to let you know this is acceptable. This isn't acceptable. Mama Makita, one more time. Could you give us those phone numbers right before we do our little sign out? Could you give us the phone numbers again? Absolutely. The National Domestic Violence Hotline
1: is 1-800-799-7233, 1-800-799-7233. And we also have the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, which is 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. And my personal favorite, A Wonderful Approach, 917-889-7806, 917-889-7806. 917-889-7806, 917-889-7806. And that program is on Wednesdays at 8 o'clock p.m.
0: Eastern Standard Time.
1: Awesome. And thanks, awesome. thank you, family, for allowing me to
0: be a part of it. Absolutely. Yeah, we're going to work this out. We're going to work it out. We're going to come together. We're going to make it happen. Again, I want to thank everybody that tuned in with us. This particular program, don't forget, every Sunday we have programs that affect us as African-Americans, whether it's about political education, whether it's about understanding self and developing stronger, better um, educational skills. Uh, When you want to find out information about um, our recruiting, you know, this information is available as well. All you have to do is let us know that you're interested, and we'll take it from there. But we'll do this every Sunday, okay? Thank you again for your support, and I am signing off. Peace. All power to the people. All powers to the people.